<laughs> so Helen, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So bacon sandwich, cup of tea at the ready. I'm good, I'm good. Busy week. Oh, that's so awesome. That's good. So we are calling you all the way from Newcastle. We are down in Reading, me and Steve. So this is um, quite interesting. So we're not seeing you in person and you're not seeing us in person. It's a shame for you because, I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but I think we're... T- Congrats. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so much so. And, and, but guys, I mean, would there be bacon sandwiches? Would you treat me to a bacon sandwich? That's the question. But we just had a breakfast wrap each from McDonald's, so we're oh, still that, trying That's to even better. That's even better. Yeah. All right. Before you start, I, I want to hear the best Geordie accent that you can do. Oh, man. Oh, I know. Um, I know. Come on. Give us a sentence. Give us a sentence. Um... I'm, you've got to say something like, I'm going down the toon. That's even worse than me. Gone. Going down where? Yeah, where? You're going to town. You're going to town. But in, in Newcastle, we call it toon. <laughs> I'm going to toon. <laughs> that just sounded Scottish. That was quite Scottish, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't. I'm, I can't do accent. I end up insulting someone. Go on, Newcastle. I'm doing the tune. I'm <laughs> <in> the tune. <laughs> That's just amazing. Well, Helen, thank you for being on today's episode of Our Walk. Uh, just, just want to put out there that we do have a Facebook page, so you can like that page. Just type in Our Walk. We have Twitter that you follow at Our Walk Pod. You can email us if you want to share. Uh, be a person that shares your story questions or anything um, yes. yes we're back oh wow okay cool hey this <laughs> might end up just like you know 2006 where we all just got 4g or something like that and no one really knew if it was working or not but it's fine <laughs> we're just gonna time travel it was great <laughs> so did you hear what i said not at all so let's oh, do great. it again <laughs> so I was just saying that, you know, as we do every episode, we split it up into three parts. Part one is more about your childhood, your upbringing, family life, school life. So why don't you start us off? Um, what were you like as a child? Oh, my goodness. What was I like as a child? Um, I, was, I was a mix between the biggest drama queen you could possibly ever meet and the timid little girl. So okay. I know. It's so weird. I loved drama. Sure. Like that shocking <laughs> so I was um I, I was quite shy I was quite timid but equally I loved drama um I loved um I loved anything I loved being on stage I loved anything like that I loved anything I was in a Christmas production many years I think it was so much fun um but I I equally I was bullied as a kid it wasn't a great time um I don't know I think Oh, wow. You know, when you haven't thought about your childhood for a very long time. I remember that I I had these pigtails that were just so ugly. And I used to have those like big scrunchies from the 1990s. And it was just too big in my head. I remember that. That is a a look (laughs) right there. But yeah, um, I grew up with my my mum and my stepdad. And I saw my dad on the weekends, which was great. Um, and my grandparents right. and my aunt and my uncle were a really, really close family. So it was great to have their support. Okay. So your your family, were they were they a Christian family? Was it 
a Christian environment you grew up in? No, it wasn't at all. So um, my 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 nana, I don't know, is nana like a Geordie thing? Do you do you lot have a nana down there? It's the first time I've heard nana. You can have nana. I don't. I have a nanny. I have a nanny too. Oh wow, guys, that's really posh. Um, so yeah, so we have a, a, a nana, a good old Geordie nana. My nana is um a faithful churchgoer. Um, she loves the Lord with all of her heart. She's a very old school Christian, um, and I think she tried her best to to bring her kids up in the way of the Lord. Um, uh, but my actual parents um aren't Christians. I wouldn't say. I think they maybe I I I don't know. Um possibly believe in Lord, but I I didn't go to church when I was growing up. Um uh, but I, I think I did. I think I went when I was, you know, at at Christmas or um Easter or something like that. But it wasn't a regular part of my childhood. And it wasn't until I was sixteen did that really change. Right. I know. Sixteen. It's not an, it's not an average age that someone starts to go to church. I think sixteen is the average age that you start to get into very opposite things. <laughs> Three. I think I joined when I was 16. Oh, really? So. Oh, we should start yeah. a club. So, yeah, mm. high five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So, Take Helen, I just want to rewind a bit. You mentioned when you were younger, you kind of got bullied and stuff. What kind of, can you remember what impact that had? Like how it made you feel? What kind oh, of... so, it's so bad. I think it was awful. I'm, so I got bullied just for being different, really. So I was much taller than everybody else. Um, I was, I actually, um, this is quite sad, actually, but I, w- I was diagnosed with dyslexia when I was, oh gosh, later in life, um, just before I went to high school, um, which meant I really quite struggled in school when I was little. And mm. I don't know if you guys had this, but you weren't allowed to write in pen until you got like the pen certificate. Did you not have yeah. that? Yeah. 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 So every, all of the teachers listening here are like, yes. Um, and I, I obviously really struggled. So I, I didn't, I didn't get my pen certificate until quite late on and I got bullied for that. Um, I got bullied for my name. Apparently my name rhymes with melon. So I got Helen the Melon quite a lot. Okay. <laughs> so someone about, isn't it? <laughs> I know, right? It, but kids are kids and kids can be very mean. And obviously, no, you know, you, when you're little, you you find it quite hard to you just want to make friends, don't you? Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was really sad. But I think that all changed when you start to know. Well, when you grow up, it can it can definitely change. But it it changes also when you know that the Lord has a bigger plan and a purpose for your life. And, Absolutely. And there's a bigger perspective because bullying and, um, and, and, and other people being unkind to you is not something that just happens when you're a child, right? That can happen all right. the way through your life. And when you grasp this concept of God has a bigger plan, God has a bigger future that God sees, that other people are just as hurt as you are, and that comes out in many different ways. It gives you a perspective on life that um, is not really possible unless you you have the Lord. So that was really helpful for me to to look back on that time in my life and go, okay, I I kind of see that differently now. Yeah. So apart from the bullying and and, um, calling and stuff, uh, 
did you did that have a massive effect on how you saw school when you look back at your school life or did you quite enjoy it apart from those moments um I was a massive swat I'm not gonna lie massive swat and teacher's pet like I think I just wanted to please them all (laughs) um so I loved school I think once I had found my group of friends that I um hung around with and all sorts like it it was a great time and I, and I, and I really liked school. Um, I loved learning. I, I go on holiday just to learn now. That's so sad, but I do like, I go on holiday to, to um, like not the typical tourist destination. I just love to learn. So it, it's kind of followed through with me. And I don't know. I think in school, I just really um, wanted to move on with my life and I think I wanted to to experience more than what I was getting so I was always starting clubs I think I, w- I started a cheerleading club I think oh and a drama club and I think one year they said that they weren't going to do a Christmas play and I was like no we will it's just you know if you if anybody knows me you can kind of imagine me doing that I mean that's carried through to my to my current life but yeah I love school Oh, good. No, that's good. You don't hear many people that say that, really. No. No. Well, to be honest, I'm a teacher, so I think I said <laughs> I didn't like school. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like school, so I thought I'd go back and, you know, have it as a profession. Exactly. I mean, I can't really say that. <laughs> no, that's true. That is true. <laughs> All right. So um, how... I guess the the question is, you mentioned you came to know the Lord and we'll get into that kind of detail. But in terms of just what, you know, can you remember from your childhood, did you know anything about him, about Christianity, about yes. anything? So this is actually a massive part of my salvation story. So like I mentioned, I, I grew up being, um, I knew of the Lord. And I knew of God and I and I knew the bare basics from what my nana had taught me. Um and and I think when you grow in when you grow up in a um a a primary school in the northeast of England during the nineties, it was something that was quite uh put into you. Apparently it's the law that we have to um do collective worship in school. So I remember do you remember that 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 um that song in primary school about ink and he's got the whole world in his hands and all of that. Yeah, I yes. do. So they are some say they are some anthems from my childhood that quite taught me about the Lord. So thank you, whoever was in charge of the school systems in the nineties. I did learn something at school from school assemblies. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I grew up knowing something of the Lord and I knew the very bare basics. But it it was, I always grew up thinking whenever I went to church it was dead and that church was dead and it it was it was filled the room was just filled with um an older generation that now I I see that hadn't possibly passed on their faith and I remember um going to church with my nana when I was 11 and saying oh nana where where did all the people go and she simply said oh well they've died and went to heaven and and it was never the, the you know the congregation was getting smaller and smaller and smaller and I remember being 11 and asking my granddad saying oh granddad I really just want to make a cross so in the Easter holidays when I was 11 um 
there you go putting my initiative in the in the ring again um I made my I made my grander put two bits of wood together and I went into the garage and um I I helped myself to all of the paint that they had spare from when they painted their house and I decorated this cross um which I believe is still in the church building now yeah I think so um, oh, and still, the 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 older generation that are less than still with us say, "Oh, are you are you the young lady that decorated the church cross?" And I'm like, "Yes, not young anymore, but yeah." <laughs> Do you have a photo of that cross? Do you know what? There's probably one somewhere, somewhere. I reckon you should whack out a photo of the cross and of your little your pigtails. Yeah. <laughs> oh my share the pigtail photo is definitely there. I use the pigtail photo to um to see if people can recognise me and no one ever can. They're always like, really? Like, yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> well that's uh that's some great stuff, Helen. We're gonna end part one just there. Um and when we'll be back, we'll be talking about part two, and that is uh moments on when you've encountered God. So we'll be back in a minute. And we're back. Part so, two. Part two. So, Helen, part two is all about um, encountering God or moments of encounter have really sort of cemented your faith. So can you remember the first time you ever sort of felt um, sort of touched by God or the Holy Spirit or really empowered by that, like an encountering moment? I can't. I mean, whoever forgets, whoever forgets their first, first moment that God really impacts their life yeah like, true you never forget that yeah i do so are you guys do you guys want to hear all about it yeah, yeah absolutely crazy. all right okay so um my aunt my aunt is um she's registered blind and right. she is a very faithful woman but she was walking and her husband were walking down northumberland street and there were some people on the street praying for healing um, and my aunt is is desperate for a miracle, and she went and they prayed for healing, and um, she got prayed for healing, and, and we didn't they didn't see any results straight away, but they really encountered the Holy Spirit, which was great. So their story is that they you know through that journey they became Christians and they had their baptism. So International Harvest Church they had their baptism of where they they got saved. And I remember being in the car and my mum saying, oh, we're going to Annie Caroline's baptism. And I was 16. <laughs> and okay, I, and right. I remember thinking, why, why are we going to watch some grown adults getting dunked? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, so I called it the dunking. I remember thinking, saying to my friends, they said, oh, are you coming to the movies? I was like, oh, no, sorry, I'm going to go see the dunking. Um <laughs> <laughs> So I, we went, and you, you've got to remember, as we said in part one, my experience of church up till now is this tiny little church hall with everyone is over the age of 60, and we stand up, sit down, we do some readings. It was very tame. Um, and right. then I go to Harvest Church, and there's guitars, there's drum kits, 
people are like raising their hands in front of the Lord. There's this granny there who is with her hands up and she's just praising and shouting the name of the Lord. And I'm thinking, what on earth have I walked into? Like, what is this? This is so different from my normal or my from what I was expecting or what I knew of God. And they played this song that I already knew. And it was it was amazing grace. But it was it was so different as well. So it was such a familiar song, but it was so different because in that moment, like I was I was touched by the Holy Spirit. Like I was just overcome by the Holy Spirit. And now I know it was the Holy Spirit. But as a 16 year old being just very like, oh, my goodness, what is this? What what is going on around me? What what on earth do I feel? Just being very confused and being like what like like what um but I was touched by the Holy Spirit and I and I cried and I absolutely sobbed and in that moment I just thought there is something here that I've been missing for all these years and and I just we went to Nando's afterwards and the another lovely couple from that church that I'd made friends with my aunt and uncle said and they had a, a teenage daughter my age which I was like you go to church like what that's crazy um yeah i said oh do you do you want to come back next week and i'm thinking yeah like i'm i'm so intrigued i'm so intrigued of what that was so i went back the next week and at this time oh wow so at this time i had i had been dating this guy as many 16 year old teenagers do and we had had a very messy breakup. And okay. I think my heart was so in pain, so in pain. Um, and someone at that church meeting, now I had only been there twice, came okay, up yeah. to me and said, um, hey, I've, I've got a word from you from the Lord. And I'm thinking, okay, like, <laughs> can you get words from the Lord? Like, what is this? Again, such a Christian newbie, had no idea what was going on. And I actually have that note in my purse and I've kept it all these years for 20 years, uh, 10 years now. Um, wow. And I said, I saw the Lord pull a spear out of your heart and break it in two with love and friendship from this church. And I'm sat there thinking, how does this dude know that this is going on in my life? <laughs> and I'm thinking, what on earth is this? I turn around to um, this girl who had also, you know, I would met her the week before and I said, what on earth, how is this happening? And she just went, yeah, he didn't know it, but God does. And God sees. Mm. And, and God sees everything. And, and and God has more of a plan and a purpose for your life than you will ever know. Because he'll, oh, wow. he'll, he'll deliver that in his time to you. And I'm just thinking, I was flawed at that point. Um, and it wasn't, my story isn't, I became a Christian in that moment, on that time. And from that moment, everything changed. Because... It was a journey. It was a it was a real journey. But I love the verse in the Bible that says, you know, we have a race to run and that we would run it in, with endurance. But in that moment, after I realized that God saw me and God is real, that's when my race began. And it wasn't a straightforward race, but that's when it really began. Oh, wow. That's brilliant. <laughs> I have a quick question. Go for it. Did your arm get, did your arm get healed? We are still in the process of prayer, and anyone who's listening, please do pray. She um, is is currently um, going through a process of having 
a a very um, rare experimental procedure. So she um, she's had cornea transplants. Basically, it's part of the eye which is removed and then um, replaced by a donor. She's had at least, yeah. I think, seven of those. I may be wrong, but at least seven. But we've kind of got to the end of that road. And it was a, such a blessing because each time we've prayed for healing, I don't know if anybody knows about the transplant list, but even if you're on the transplant list, you... Um, you need to tick a special box for your eyes to be donated and not many people do so every time it's come for a transplant that she's desperately needed god has just provide god has really just provided for that in in circumstances which we thought probably wouldn't happen unfortunately um that has come to an end so it's really cool but basically what they do is that they take a canine tooth out of your mouth and your jaw they can grow some stem cells on there and then they do some medical magic which i still don't understand and they implant it into her eye and they can they can manipulate cells to turn into the right kind of cells so she can see. All How right, Helen, you? I'm going to have to stop you because, because know, this I'm is so freaking, it's freaking me out. <laughs> it's freaking me out. I'm scared. Why? No, it's great, man. But yeah, she's not quite yet, not quite healed yet. But that is what we're we're hoping for that that's a success. Continued prayer. Yeah, continued so, prayer. Just to go back to you, can you, I mean, for people listening who might not have encountered the Holy Spirit, can you explain what your first encounter with the Holy Spirit like felt like at oh, the time? That's such a good question. Thanks. Um, <laughs> you always got good questions. You leave me with the rubbish ones. <laughs> it wasn't a rubbish question. He just got freaked out by, by teeth and eyes. It's fine. Yeah. Um, how, what did the Holy Spirit feel like? Um... I think when you encounter the Holy Spirit, it feels like you're complete. And you feel complete because you you feel so connected with God that you that the overflow of love and unconditional acceptance and mm. and joy that comes from that spirit and it comes from deep within. And it's different from just feeling happy. It's different from just feeling excited. It's that completeness of just going, nothing could take me out of this moment and make me feel any different because I know that it's, it, the Lord is is right next to me. And it's so powerful. You feel powerful within yourself because you feel like, and I say a lot of feeling, and I know a lot of people listen and I go, that's just a feeling. But it's yeah. not. It you 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 genuinely feel it within your bones. You feel yeah. this Holy Spirit right next to you. I know that when I experienced the, the first time the Holy Spirit, I honestly thought that the Lord was just standing right next to me with his hand on his on my shoulder. I I just couldn't shake that feeling that he was right next to me. Yeah. Um, and it was so powerful. So so powerful. Oh wow, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's always uh you know they're next to us in, in everything we do and it, it's those moments where you really have that connection with him that you just you feel it um but that's a that's a brilliant um 
story there, Helen. Uh, thank you very much for sharing that. We're going to end part two here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the, sort of the transformation experience, like how you have changed in that moment. So, yeah, we'll be back in a moment for part three. And we're back for part three. Welcome back, Helen. Welcome back to you guys. Hello. So I'm still reeling from the tooth eye thing, but that's that's not the focus of part three. It's a fascinating story, isn't it? It's just a bit. It's just a bit. I don't want to say odd, but it is. You're yeah. like you'd never sort of imagine that. I would, yeah. Oh, it's so odd. It's so yeah. odd, and I and I still don't understand it. But the main <laughs> point of that is just is just that God is completely inertly. Uh, met our ex- like exceeded our expectations each and every time, and we have faith that he'll do it again. And that and, yeah. and he's brought it about in a way that none of us understand, and it's really weird. But we're we're, we're with it. We're with it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So part three is where we ask you what has changed since that that moment. So you kind of started hinting at it, but you know, if you compare your personality, let's say P. G stamp. Oh, okay, God, right. After God. <laughs> so we'll go for BG and AG. Compare your personality BG to AG. What kind of changes have happened? What's happened in your life? Oh my goodness, before God. Wow. Before God, I think I was a typical 16 year old girl. Um, so I have the privilege now hundreds of teenagers and I just think wow you know I used to be a lot like this all I really cared about was um well think about what teenage girls think about that's all I really cared about so what I looked like boys um my grades I think was there probably not at the top of the list but it was there um my friendship groups you know there was drama every week someone had fallen out someone it was just super super um official life of of living day by day with no purpose and and just this, you know a, a life full of gossip and 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 pain and anything like that that as a 16 year old you just think wow it's so not worth it <laughs> and i'm so glad i found the lord when i did um and then after god wow so after i encountered god like i said you know it it wasn't there was an immediate change in my life there was but you know character character change took a little longer um than than the immediate process doesn't it so absolutely yeah you know character you know endurance produces character right so i had to keep pushing through and every single time in my life so far that a difficult situation has has rose up god has given me an opportunity to build on my character and i hope and i pray that i've done the lord um i i've I've done the right thing by the lord and always try to um you know have the right character to match my faith i guess yeah um but I i the thing that i would definitely say is as soon as you accept the Lord into your heart, that is the start of your race. That's the start of your journey. But to have endurance, you've got to read the Bible. 
you've got to be at church, you've got to be at home group or city group or cells or life groups or whatever your church calls them. Um, and you, you've got to be discipled and connected with someone. Yeah. Because we were never meant to do this race on our own. We have to stay in our own lane and we have to make sure that we don't compare ourselves with other people, right? Because everyone's going to be running their race at a different pace or, you know, <laughs> their lane is not your lane. But it's good to be discipled. It's good to have someone who next to you who can encourage you and say you're doing great or run faster or, hey, put that and no social media down for a bit or or something that's going to benefit and bless you um and that is what has helped me change my character because now i mean it's hard isn't it because you don't want to blow your own trumpet but compared to where i was yeah you know it's i'm so different i'm so so different but even that concept of staying in your lane i think when i was younger i was as many teenage girls do and even well into i was in my 20s you know, I would compare myself with other women. I would say, oh, they're they're much better than I am or they're much further on in their walk than I am or they're they're doing so much better than I am or or simple things of going, they have something that I don't. Why is the Lord holding back on me? And in the last couple of years, I've realized that I just got to stay in my own lane, that God has the perfect time and perfect plan and perfect purpose for my life. And it's all about running the race with endurance and, and, and producing that character that's going to uphold the decisions and the plans that God has for you in your life. Um, and that is the biggest thing that I've learned recently. And, it, and definitely reading my Bible every day and praying every day and spending time with God, that's helped immensely. And, and I just say to anyone who's in part three of their life, you know, they've recently given their life to Christ. Yeah. It's just saying, hey, find someone who's going to really encourage you and help you look forward in your lane. Because if you keep looking backwards or you keep looking around you, what happens? You're going to fall over, right? So just be be encouraged, read your Bible um, and find out the great plan that the Lord has for you. And we're back for our final part. Amazing, incredible to hear. Um, as we do with every episode, we ask our um, guests if they have any prayer requests. So that means Steve can pray for or the people listening can pray for. So do you have any prayer requests at the moment in your life? Wow. Yeah. Um, we would just love to pray for my aunt. She was such a great part of my story and, and really would yeah. need prayer right now just to to carry on through for the great things that the, that the Lord is doing in her, in her life. Um, and, you know, we're, we're starting out life class in our church guys, which is great. We've seen, we've done two rounds of life class. And with that, we've seen over a hundred people come um, and to hear the gospel and to respond to the gospel and, and to start their journey off themselves. So keep praying for all of those people who are just starting off their journey will do yes we'll do. yeah no that's that's great over 100 people is that's a good number are yeah, you seeing right? are you seeing a lot of growth in your church at the moment are you seeing we are we're seeing a, a big jump of people and um, which is great it's so exciting just to 
um, <clears throat> you have people up on, on the stage just to share their testimonies about what God's done in their life. And they're all new people. We had a New Year's Eve party um, and I looked around thinking, I, the, half of these people weren't here last year. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm. You know what else is awesome, Helen? What? You. Oh, thank you very much. No, it's been really, as I said, (laughs) (laughs) it's been really great getting to hear your story, getting to know you a bit better. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show. To our listeners, I'm just going to say again where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook, just type in Our Walk. Twitter, follow us on at Our Walk Pod. You can contact us via email if you... I have any questions or you want to be part of the show, just email rwalkpod at gmail.com. And we have a website where you can listen to all these podcasts and more, rwalkpod.com. I'm Luke. This is Steve. You're Helen. Thank you very much for our listeners for listening. God bless. Keep well. Keep praying. And goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Abrupt. Woo!